Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. You can email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSEs at joins us every Saturday morning from TAP. To help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns, feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. And we'll do our best to help you. In the news, the WannaCry ransomware is, is uh, still in the news. You know, we brought it up uh, last week because it had just kind of hit Friday. And uh, tons of folks over in Europe and Asia were affected by this virus. And uh, somehow FedEx here... In America, I guess, was affected. But um, generally, in our in our client base, where we support 6,000-plus computers for our small business clients, zero infections. Um, our security tools in place protected them, and, of course, updates as well. But, of course, over in uh, across the pond, in the British health system, they specialize in using 17-year-old op- operating systems called Windows XP. And uh, they were dramatically hit. But there's other news on WannaCrypt, though, you want to bring up, Bob? Oh, yeah. I got like four articles here. But, uh, oh, by the way, WannaCrypt is a variation. Uh, WannaCry is a, a variation of the WannaCrypt. And there's a right. lot of variations of that. Right. And they found a whole, uh, you know, a uh, kill switch. Right, right. Which within a week they removed. <laughs> right. They, the bad guys stopped, The bad guys were able to circumvent the kill switch. So then I got an article here that says, if you got the WannaCrypt, mm-hmm. uh, you can actually, there's a tool you can install that will actually deactivate it. Right. But and actually and decrypt your encrypted files. Correct. The only problem is, is if you have rebooted it since you got infected. Right. Out of luck. It's not going to work. Right. So, so if you reboot your machine, you're, you're done. You're stuck yeah. with an encrypted, encrypted machine. And um, I have some other articles, but you know. Uh, the biggest thing is is two things. Mm-hmm. Basically, keep your Windows operating system patched. Do and, the updates. And if you, if you have a dead operating system like XP, you can't do that. Give it, drop kick it. <laughs> Get rid of that. <laughs> Recycle thing. it. Yes. Get rid of it. And the other thing is backups. Backups. Right. Backups. Backups. You know, right. none of this is. Uh, it doesn't have to be this devastating. Right. You know, and it's really ridiculous that. You know, everybody thinks backup's not important, and it's it's, uh, it's probably the first most important thing you need to do besides updating your system. Right, and understanding how to restore and recover from it. That's part of your disaster recovery plan for your business or even your home. You know, have a backup. How much time will it take to recover from it? So if you're, again, a healthcare system where you've got people on the operating tables and your XP systems are completely encrypted, how long will it take for you to get back up and running? Have you done anything to at least plan for that? Clearly, in the case of the, the, the British health system, they did not. 
Well, you know, if you follow a lot of these uh, disaster recovery plans, you should be doing a test right, to see how long it would take you to get back online in the event of such a disaster. Right. And first, you also have to define what a disaster is. What is a disaster for your business? Is a disaster having no computers? Can you still punch out your widgets every day throughout the day while your computers are down? Can you can you work with your customers? Do you even know who your customers are without your computers? Do you, do you even have a schedule where you have people and patients who are coming? Do you, do you print out that schedule in case for some crazy reason the computers are not on? It does happen. Um, you know, maybe you're connected to the cloud and you've got a, a, health, a cloud healthcare system where you're connected to it, but your internet's down. Do you have a failover for another internet provider? And if you don't, what do you do? Tell your patients to go home. Sorry, I'm not connected to the cloud. I got you. Got to go. I would assume you need to to think about these things uh, to mitigate disasters. So, well, we can't do uh, your heart surgery today because our computers got infected with WannaCry, and we just want to cry because we, we don't even know your name. Yeah. We can't even prove that you exist. <laughs> exactly. In other news, this is kind of scary. Fraudsters exploited a lax security system over at the boys at Equifax's TALX, T-A-L-X, payroll division. So Identity Thieves, who specialize in tax refund fraud, has uh, had big help this past tax year from Equifax, one of the nation's largest consumer data brokers and credit bureaus. The trouble stems from T-A-L-X. It's an Equifax subsidiary that provides online payroll, HR, and tax services. Online, just equate that to cloud. It provides cloud payroll, HR, and tax services. Equifax says crooks were able to reset the four-digit PIN given to customers, employees as passwords, and then steal their W-2 tax data after successfully answering, guess what, personal questions about those employees. How would they know where your personal questions are? Hmm. I don't know, Facebook, when they ask you who your favorite teacher was? Well, we won't go there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is an article from uh, one of my favorite security blogs, uh, Krebs on Security. And he talks about what happened here with Equifax and uh, how their payroll division was hit. Uh, Some of the folks who were affected over the past year included defense giant Northrop Grumman, Allegis Group, uh, St. Cobain Group, uh, Erickson Living, uh, and the University of Louisville. So we'll have you guys take a look at this uh, this news from Krebs on our boys at Equifax is doing a great job protecting your data in the cloud. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, again, you just can't make this stuff up, but we'll put a link up there for you. I had one other thing about H1B visas. We had uh, Craig Dan- Danielson um, on, or Daniels, I can't remember. Uh, he was on last week. Apologize if I don't have his last name right. He's running for Congress to defeat Elizabeth Esty. Please go, go, go. And uh, he was affected by H-1B. Uh, his, he was replaced and actually had a trans replacement over at Eversource. And uh, here's an uh, additional news on H-1B visa. U.S. laws allow low H-1B visa wages. And this article talks about just look at Apple. <laughs> if you work at Apple's um, One Infinite Loop headquarters in Cupertino as a computer programmer on an H-1B visa, you can be paid as little as 52 grand. And that's peanuts in Silicon Valley. Average, average wages for programmers in Santa Clara County are more than $93,000 a year. But, of course, however, the government uh, will approve visa applications for Silicon Valley programmers at fifty two grand. This is all I really need to say. Because the H-1B visa program is designed to fill positions that companies can't find people for. Otherwise known as a shortage. And whenever there's a shortage of something... 
the price generally goes up, not down, up. If you're just, you don't have to be an economist to understand that. When there is a shortage, price goes up, except for H-1B visa folks who come in on these big, with these big uh, aggregators who are um, outsourcers. Well, uh, you could uh, say, and, and this would be my opinion, of course, mm. which, you know, take it for what it's worth. But I would say the H-1B visa program is a program that legalizes indentured servitude in this country. Correct. And it also messes with competition. If you're, if you're now looking to send your kid off to you know, get an IT degree, you have to compete with folks who are not going to compete with you fairly. And uh, that's a problem for America. <laughs> I mean, you can't, be, you can't ask your kids to take robotics and be a part of STEM programs in your high school only to know that you're going to possibly have to compete with somebody who's going to work for a third less because of these H-1B visa rules. I'll put the link up here for you. You can go ahead and read this story. Uh, and uh, it'll make you sick. It's got to stop. It's just got to stop. It, just, it is, doesn't make any sense to do this to ourselves. I think it might be helpful, too, if you were to relink that video of the attorney that yeah, it talks about companies trying how to, to flaunt the, uh, the, uh, the rules. requirements. Yeah. So, again, the idea to have – if you come in on H-1B visa all on your own and immigrate here is great. You're going to then compete on the same playing field as everyone else. But when you're coming over through these big aggregators um, where you're going to end up <clears throat> working for the – you are forced to only work for the one company that is offering you as an indentured servant, as an H-1B visa holder, uh, to replace U.S. job holders. It just doesn't make any sense. So take a look at that. We'll put a link up there for you. It is, it is really annoying to me. Anything else you want to bring up, Bob, before we go to a break? Yeah, I got one here. Mm-hmm. This one's a little bit crazy. Yeah. Stephen Hawking. Oh, boy. What is that? What is, he, what is Stephen <laughs> yeah. predicting now? Well, you know what? Get all your affairs in order. Oh. We, got, we got 20 years. Before what? The oceans boil, like Ted Danson said 20 yeah, years ago? Yeah, well, we're going to overpopulate the earth. There's not enough resources. Uh, you know, we got global warming. I mean, 20 years left. We're toast. Oh, no. But we got a way to get out. Oh, we do? Yes. What does he say? We've got to find the next Earth. Oh, wow. That's cool. That'd yeah. We've got to start searching. Yeah. we got a few places out there we could go. Of course. You know, and they I might like actually idea. be within reach. I like that idea. And uh, what you call it, uh, Elon Musk is working on uh, populating Mars. Oh, is he? Okay. So he's got volunteers. Yeah, he's taking tickets. <clears throat> right. <laughs> 20 years. Well, 20 years. I'll, be, I'll still be here, I think. All right. We'll see. Yeah. You see, how long has that been predicted now? Forever. I the mean, end of the world, Doomsday, has been predicted ever since the world began. <laughs> how many movies do they have where, you know, like their com- comedies where somebody's going around with a robe and a sign, the end is near, the end is near. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'm sure Mr. Hawking is correct. I don't know. Why not? Well, He's correct as anybody else. In the academic world. <laughs> But I do agree with that. We you know we need to go and uh, spread out and begin to infest other planets. I mean, it, it sounds very anti. I mean, I, I, you know, we're we're overpopulating the Earth. It just sounds like we're the virus, and then they want it to save ourselves. The virus must spread to a new host. Well, he's <laughs> talked about how if we have artificial intelligence, yes. and it's self learning, mm-hmm. that this artificial intelligence will figure out that the problem with the world is us and start I to uh, wipe us out. Yeah. Uh, that was one thing. And the other thing well, is... Well, again, that's what's in the news all the time with... Uh, we are, according to most people, the problem. So. 
<laughs> and then there's he's talked about if intelligent life were to come and find us, yeah. they would view us as a virus on uh-huh. <laughs> this planet and wipe us out. Yes, well, we consume all the resources. So clearly, if the, ba- if the uh, aliens want to take the planet for its resources, they'd have to get rid of us first. I or like, turn us into batteries, because that's a good movie. The Matrix is great. You know I mean? Yeah, I like the uh, bumper sticker that says, um, um, what to call it? Uh, something to the effect of they're calling back to the ship and says, yeah, we got to leave. There's no intelligent life here. <laughs> so, well, we'll see if Mr. Hawking's correct. We have 20 years to wait. We've been on for 22, so we can hang out here on the WTIC for 22 more years. <laughs> we'll let you know if he's correct. We're going to sit back for a quick break, get back to more of your calls. Two lines open for you. And those of you who are at the Shad Derby in Windsor, I hope you're enjoying it. That's, my, that's where I grew up. It's always a fun time at the Shad Derby. And it doesn't look like it's going to rain. Always seemed to rain in the Shad Derby for me. We'll be right back. And we are back. That's for you, Rayman. I hear you like Pat Matheny. So uh, we're bumping in with Pat. A little laid-back, smooth jazz. <laughs> for a computer show, why not? Calm our, calm our, uh, cool our jets a little bit from all this ransomware attacks. Let's go on to Judy in New, in New Hartford here. Hey, Judy, what's up? Well, I'm staring at a screen of porno pictures. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, that's not the problem. <clears throat> oh, it's not? Well, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> okay. It says, Windows Defender, alert, Zeus virus detected. Oh, boy. Oh All right. Boy. You got some stuff going on there. Okay. So, I, you know, it, it, it's, there's a bunch of stuff on here, and I didn't touch anything. They, they even had a number to call. I didn't do that. I didn't touch anything. Right. Because I didn't even know if that was fake, you know. But right. that's not. It's, it, well, so, so Okay. Now, unfortunately, you can't believe anything anymore. So even the pop-up you're seeing could be Windows Defender saying you've got Zeus virus detected. But it's odd that it would give you a phone number. It really shouldn't give you a phone number to call. Yeah, um, because it says, it says, you know, don't turn off your computer. Then there's a place that says closed program. So, I mean, I didn't even trust if it's even what it says it is. Right. And I didn't touch anything. All right. So... You may or may not have this virus because it does seem a little odd that Windows Defender would give you a phone number. It's never going to do that. So I would contend you're either being tricked into thinking you have a virus, which is easier to do than actually producing a virus. If they can make you think you have one by showing you, you know, porn or something like that to freak you out, um, they can trick you to call these bad guys, ask you for a credit card, and for maybe 300 bucks, they'll fix a problem that really doesn't exist. Oh, that's or, <laughs> or you do have a virus. So... Could I it, the telephone number? That seemed again odd to me. Yeah, don't call that number. No, 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 no. I didn't. Oh, okay. No, but do, do you want to know what the number is? I no. Mean, okay. No, because um, again, those are the bad guys. There's no, there's no virus software out there, even from Microsoft, that is that is nice enough to say, "Hey, call us. We'll help you." We yeah. have, you know, it's, it's a lot of baloney. Um, so the question is, who do you have that can help you? Because you, if you, right now, your system has got something going on with it. Um, you could go, if you want to try it yourself, we would recommend going to a different computer, downloading a product. I don't called, have anything. I just, this is, I'm t- 
technologically in the dark ages. This is my only thing is All right. on the computer. Okay. <clears throat> so it's the only machine, and you have nobody that can help you download a, a program to, to, to have you run it on the machine? I have a man that I trust yeah. that sets me up when I get a new computer. All right. And uh, Okay, good. That's the guy you want to call because he's going to have to come out with a copy of Malware Bytes, and he's going to run it on your machine, and he's going to see if there's a virus running in that system. And if there is, he'll, it'll clean it off with malware, malware bytes, or he'll find out that it's a hoax trying to trick you into calling them and having them extract money from you, Judy. So, I, I mean, how will he – can he discern or how, he, how – Well, if he uses a tool like malware bytes, he doesn't have to do anything other than have the tool discern it. Um, we're going to recommend you clear your cache in your browser because that's probably where you get a browser hijack. Reset your home page. Yeah. And then you're going to tell him, you're going to ask that person to configure OpenDNS for you. Yes, and, you know, you guys, I've listened to you for years, yeah. and I try to do the things that you tell me, and sometimes I can't even do those. That's okay. And most of the stuff you talk about is Greek to me, but I listen, and yeah. and I've tried to open DNS, and I, I kept failing. That's okay. You want, you want your, that person that helps you, that you trust, to set it up for you. And uh, I got a feeling, Judy, you're being tricked. You don't. I bet you you don't have a virus because that phone number to me is the is a telltale sign that it's a trick. Yeah. And uh, so have him run the malware bytes, configure open DNS, clean up your uh, your cache and your homepage there, and let's see if you find yourself in better shape. Now wait, are you? I'm not even sure what you're telling me about the cache. <laughs> oh, that's in your browser cache. Um, but it takes. Did you take any notes on what we just talked about? Well, I said having. Right. right. Well, hang on, hey Judy. We're coming up against a hard break. Can you hang on a little further? Yes. All right, please. hang on. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk. All the lines are jammed up. You guys are really fickle, you know. Some Saturday mornings we're begging for calls. Some Saturday mornings you're killing us with calls. We just don't know. We don't know. You know, whatever. We're at your service, but we just can't figure you guys out. <laughs> Matt and I are always wondering. Let's go back on to Judy. You know, I think there's another hint that this is phishing. Yeah. Because there's another box that says Firefox has stopped working, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Windows will close the program and yeah. notify you if a solution is available. Mm-hmm. That certainly sounds like phishing. It, it? Uh, it does, but believe it or not, that is a normal Windows error. <laughs> well. <laughs> so you can't win. It, That's part of the problem, Judy. In that box it says close program. So you can close. What I think you're seeing is a browser hijack that's saying you have the Zeus virus, giving you a phone number to call. Because then a lot of people, what they're going to do is before they call anything, they're going to go ahead and Google the Zeus virus. And if you go look up that virus, it's a nasty virus. Uh-huh. It's not a good virus to have. And you're going to freak out. That's what they're hoping. And you're going to call that number. And I would contend there is no viruses out, no virus system out there uh, that's designed to do what has happened to you that's legitimate. You have a note saying that Windows Defender is detected and please call. Don't do that. That's a complete phishing scheme. So that's where I think you're being tricked. Um, and that's why I want your your, front, your friend to run malware bytes to make sure that you're clean. Clear your cache on your Firefox browser. That'll probably re- re- remove this malicious uh, browser hijack. You got it when you surfed somewhere you shouldn't have gone, either on purpose or by accident. Um, and... Uh, once that's cleared off, if you would uh, implement OpenDNS with a little help from your friend there, that should take care of you having less of these types of attacks happening to you. 
Okay, so, but now I wouldn't know how to do that, but I'll have right. him do that. Exactly. But now, should I just leave this on here? Can I close it? Or? Yeah, close it. It's uh, basically, they're try- I would contend they're trying to trick you into calling them, so feel free to close it. Can I Can I close it while you're on? Oh, sure. We'll hold your hand. <laughs> uh, now I've got my picture, my desktop. Your normal picture, right. So it's something much more pleasant than what you were looking at before. So should I not use the computer until I have him come? Or Well, how long will it be? I don't, I don't know. I'll have to call him. All right. And I wouldn't do anything of any importance. Like I wouldn't buy anything online. I wouldn't. If you actually do have a virus and it's it's key logging your your keystrokes or something like that, then you you can't trust your machine right now until you're sure it's clean. Yeah. And don't log into your bank or don't don't do anything yeah. of any importance with it. Yes. And you can play solitaire if you want. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if they didn't take it away. Right. Oh dear. Right. Oh, okay. Well, I, I've written down what you told me, right, and Judy. I will call him. Yeah. And thank you very much. Very, very good. Happy to be there for you. All right, thanks. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. So it's uh, it's really nasty out there. I saw something this morning on a uh, on a news station where the the reporter was showing how easy it is to trick people into clicking on links. They had a hacker that was trying to explain how the ransomware worked, and uh, he sent bogus emails to NBC. <laughs> and uh, I would contend if NBC had good security, they wouldn't have allowed the messages to get to their their producers. So I would contend NBC needs to up their security game. <laughs> but that's a whole other issue. Well, People are easily tricked. Uh, my, I, can, I would contend that so many big businesses, when they look to reduce, reduce their costs and overhead and what have you, mm-hmm. they look at IT first. Yeah. And I think that's a big mistake. Of course, you could say that I'm biased, but you know we're the ones that's got to go in and clean up the mess afterwards. Right. Let's move on to your calls. We're going to go to Gary in Bloomfield. Gary, what's up? Uh, morning. Morning. Uh, I put uh, K9 on the machine I purchased two years ago yeah. while listening to your show. Of course. It seems lately you've been recommending OpenDNS. Correct. I do. So I, we are. Should I take K9 off? So one of the, one of our our strident theories with computers is if it isn't broken, don't fix it. So if you're happy with K9, you can keep it. It's still it's a free service too. That um, does do a good job of, of filtering access. The only thing that I found negative about K9 is it creates these very large logs that then slow down your system. And for you know, I would recommend avoiding that, and you can by using OpenDNS and get the same level of filtration you were getting with K9. But six and one half a dozen to me, Gary. If you're happy, you can keep it running the way you are. It's it's a good product. I think it was purchased by a security company. It doesn't pop into my head who bought them, but um. They have, I think, since been purchased a few years a few years ago, so it's still a good product. Okay, uh, the two-year McAfee subscription I got when the machine came in mm-hmm. uh, is expiring. Yeah, I've taken it from listening to you in the past that I'm better off just when it expires, let it go, uninstall it turn on Windows Defender mm-hmm. and go with either K9 or DNS. Correct for home, I agree with that. You're probably fine. Um, with the built-in Windows Defender and uh, a good web filter. For business, you should have a paid-for business-grade antivirus. Okay, but in this case, just go ahead and yeah. let it expire, and then uh, I have to go in and uninstall it, though, right? You you generally do, yes, and then you have to enable Windows Defender. 
Okay, in Windows Defender, I just go into uh, find the program under the Start button, and uh, you can do that. Um, go into Control Panel, and you're, you can go into Security within Control Panel. Either either way. Okay, um, I've got my security updates current. Yeah. But when everything started with Windows 10 last year, I stopped doing the patches mm-hmm. because. And I've seen a couple of programs out there called Never 10 or GWX that supposedly <laughs> keep uh, Windows 10 off the machine. Well, right now it will stay off. Microsoft wants you to pay for it, so you don't have to worry about that anymore. So if I just went in and clicked on the supposed important uh, updates, I'm not going to have to worry about Windows 10 coming along. Correct. Microsoft wants to get paid. So you can make sure all your updates are turned on so that you get your Windows 7 updates that you should you should be getting. Okay. Uh, when I was looking at some of them, uh, I'm thinking from a, you know, a size standpoint, uh, one of them was for Internet Explorer, which I never use. Right. Another one uh, was for a language pack for 71 languages. Mm-hmm. That, you know, all... You don't need the you don't need the language pack. I would I would agree with you. Windows uh, the IE uh, the browser Microsoft would say is integral to the operating system, and it would make sense to update it. Um, you may not may not be the only user of this computer. Um, you might find a program that calls for IE that if you haven't updated it makes you more vulnerable. Okay, so, so go ahead and put it on. Yeah. Okay, if uh, you know I make a decision and some of these I don't want to update, is mm. there a way I could? mark them so that uh, they don't keep popping up every time I try to do an update? I don't know, Bob. Can you do that? Mark the updates that he doesn't want? Yes, you can go in there and uh, uh, you can list your updates and then you click on the one and it'll give you the option to hide it. You've got to check the little checkbox. Okay, so now, that- Gary, I'm an IT geek and I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Because I want as many updates as I can get to protect me. Just based on this whole last WannaCry thing we just saw in the news everywhere, where the NSA had a a breach that they knew about, um, Microsoft is whining that they should have been told about it. But, heck, there's talk even Microsoft might have been complicit. Who knows? Um, Because the NSA works the way they do. I would say you want to update everything you can because, who knows, maybe there's a hole in Microsoft's language DLL that if you don't update the patch... You're not protected. Okay. You know, it's a, it's better to update. You're not going to take up that much space on your machine. Okay. Uh, one other question. Then. Uh, I know on the XP machine I had, I used to go in and clear out the temp files. Mm-hmm. And then when I got the uh, 8.1, I wasn't finding the steps I usually go through. And right. the other day when I was looking for us to increase my space for the system restore, mm-hmm. Uh, I came across a folder with the whole slew of temp files in there. Yeah. What is the correct procedure to turn around and clear out the temp files uh, on 8.1? Well, you can run the uh, uh, disk cleaning utility, but I wouldn't bother with it. If it's not giving you any problems, I would just leave it alone. I mean, you, there's so much space on the computers today that you, you, know, shouldn't, have to do you it. shouldn't really have to do it. And unless it's uh, some file is using it, a lot of times they clear out those temp files, but on a regular basis. On a regular basis, and you know, even if they don't, they're usually so small they're in like kilobytes versus uh, you know uh, megabytes or gigabytes. So, are you finding it hard, Gary, to expand your recovery points? Yeah, I did, and part of it is I know I've got 
a lot of uh, pictures on the machine. I have mm. a one terabyte hard drive, and I think I was down to 1.1 gigabytes. Ooh, that is getting tight. you got to get those pictures off that thing. Yeah, I would back up your pictures or move them to another uh, drive, but the amount that you're going to have in temporary files is going to be so negligible that it's going to be basically like a point zero zero something of percentage. Yeah. So um, Probably not a good spot to look, necessarily. Right. Yeah. Okay, but no, I... One of the things I found is I had somehow duplicated uh, 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 some of the picture files, and mm-hmm. I ended up with a uh, you know fifty-five gigabytes of duplicates in there somehow. Oh, so okay. I cleaned that out. But uh, yeah, that was the reason I went looking for it is yeah. when, I, when I was trying to increase the system restore, right? And I saw one had dropped, and I realized yeah I need more space on yep. the hard drive so that's what caused me to go oh, of course for. yeah no that makes sense yeah you, you, it makes perfect sense so okay guys uh okay. thanks a lot for your help sure. uh, both today and over you know, the last few years we do, we do have a utility you can use if you want to be a little bit more intelligent about figuring out what you want to what's taking up your disk space there's a utility that's called WinDIR stat mm-hmm. is that, that built into the operating system no it isn't but it's a free download WinderStat. so WinDIR stat and it'll actually give you a visual picture of what's taken up the space on your computer. Mm-hmm. So if you find that it's JPEGs, it'll show it out, and it'll actually tell you what folder it's in. So you can uh, make plans to move it somewhere else, but you'll be actually be able to see. If you have a bunch of temporary files that are, in fact, using up space, it'll, it'll show you that. You. Yeah. All right, we're going to step out for a quick break. Hope that helps you, Gary. And uh, we'll be back uh, after this uh, quick break. Gene, Danny, and Michael, hang on. This is Computer Talk. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And uh, we're going to be here till 11 o'clock, so feel free to get online, and we'll do our best. The lines are all jammed up this morning. You guys are all busy today, so you got issues going on there. We're happy to help you out. So let's get right to your calls. We're going to go to our resident groupie, Danny, in Glastonbury. Morning, Danny. What's up? Hey, i got a question for you about those H-1Bs. Yeah. <clears throat> I hear that there's like only 89,000 available every year, supposedly. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be a, lo- <clears throat> a lottery system. Right. But there are two big Indian companies that somehow or other wind up with all the slots. Right. And then they uh, hire and send the people over or contract the people. Right. Now, when this guy's getting 52000 a year at Apple, right. are they making like five ten thousand 10000 a year per person, or do they get paid... A one-time lump fee, or I mean, where's their end of it? Well, they're the ones offering the the uh, workers to these big companies. Yeah. And so basically, the workers under the H under this under I would contend this H one B abuse mm-hmm. are being paid by the big aggregators, those big Indian aggregators, to allow for the folks to come in there. So the the worker who is getting paid fifty one by the aggregator would be paid ninety three if he just came over on his own visa. Right. No. No. I understand. But but I mean, how's emphasis making their money? Well, they they are charging Apple to allow them access to these people. So, oh, I see. so they ha- the people are actually working for them, and they're paying them fifty one thousand. Correct, and, and they're and they're stuck. Paying them obviously more than fifty one thousand, so they make the difference. Infosys. Well, again, they're whatever their whatever their fees are to the companies that they're serving. You know, like EverSource or uh-huh. whoever, whatever those fees are, that's where they're making their money. Oh, and okay. uh, and again, those workers that are coming over can only work for the companies that they've been placed in. Right, I, I realize they're locked in. So yeah. in other words, they have a contract with, say, EverSource for X amount of dollars, and then they provide people to EverSource, and EverSource pays those people. A third less a, than a they'd pay the rest of us. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, okay. And that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Yeah, no, but- not at all. And I, I didn't know if those guys... 
uh, had to send part of that fifty-one thousand back to to Infosys or no, the, Infosys is the one money. getting paid, and then Infosys pays the H one B visa folks. Okay. So it's it's a it's a bit of a, a, a it's a huge abuse of the system. It's not what it was intended for. If you have a shortage of people, the price should go up. Oh sure, but how, how do these guys wind up with all the lottery slots? It must be political connections or oh, something. Yeah. As usual, there's something wrong going. There's something yeah. wrong with this. I mean, you know, if you want to come over on your own and compete, please do. We right. want you. You're obviously you're the best and the brightest to actually take all that risk and come on over. But you're being shipped over. In, in mass to take up our, you know, the, our, the, our jobs. The apartment building right up on Asylum Avenue, right up from the train station, that Capitol View Apartments, the big brick building there. Mm, yeah. I don't know if you know it. it no. That is basically full yeah. of H-1B visa holders. Well, again, if they're individuals, I give them more power to them. If they're yeah. part of this big problem, then there's a problem. <laughs> no, I mean they work for work for the insurance companies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's All right. Have All right. a good day. Thanks, Danny. Thanks. Hopefully we get it fixed. It's got to stop. Uh, let's go on to, uh, who's next? Michael in, uh, Wethersfield. Hey, Michael, what's up? Hi. Hi. Uh, first time call, a long time listener. Great. Have you heard of the thing called D-A-U-M pot player, a virus? It's a virus, huh? D- D-A-U-M, yeah. pot player, a virus. I think a couple months ago, something got into my email. So on occasion, I get a comment from people I send email out to. When they open my email, it shows... Not from me, but from D-A-U-M. Hmm. And I Googled it on the thing. It's an EXE file. Yeah. And on my machine, there's probably about 12 or 13 occurrences of it for these different applications, I think. Yeah. It is something that um, uh, sites are listing as potential virus and malware. Uh, Malwarebytes does list it as a potential malware. I've run a full, full scan uh, with Malwarebytes, but it's... There. there might be a manual removal. We're gonna let, let me look through the break here. Hang on, and we'll see if we can find a manual removal for you. All right, Michael. I'll hang on. Thank you. You got it, sir. So we'll put Michael on hold. One line open for you guys: eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. Feel free to get online. We're here till eleven, and I'll do our best to help you out with computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. We'll be right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 